Today on this episode of Going Deeper, we are talking about the miracles of Jesus. We also invite a new guest to the podcast. I'm your host, Kyle McCaskill. I'm Josh Mandrell. I'm Doug DeGraffenreid. So join us as we go deeper. Hi, y'all. A miracle is defined as the interruption of the natural order. Um, And as the 19th century theologians wrote about miracles and as the Enlightenment took place and took hold in the church, they had all kinds of problems with these miracles. They either explained them away or explained how they could be possible given a continuation of the natural order. And I'm just a simple old preacher, and I want to say Jesus interrupted the natural order. These are miracles. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and it's a whole lot easier to interpret Scripture when you uh, live in that uh, world, uh, to believe in the uh, miraculous, the supernatural power of Jesus Christ. So what you'll be reading uh, this week or how Jesus does interrupt the natural order. And he starts with the feeding of the 5,000. That's what uh, kings were supposed to do. As a matter of fact, as John records the story, when Jesus feeds the 5,000, they immediately want to anoint him king. The cool thing about the 5,000 is the gospel writers tell us it was 5,000 men. Plus. So if you add the women and the children, Jesus didn't feed 5,000. You can say Jesus fed 15,000. Right. And um, he multiplied the loaves and the fishes. And mm-hmm. I just had a, a, a flashback to one of the commentators I was reading that said, well, what happened is they were passing around these sardines and this little pita bread and nobody would take any. So when the disciples collected it, nobody had taken any. And then they also gave what they had in their baskets. So uh, I just want to believe in the miracle of, yeah. of Jesus. I have no problem feeding. with this one. Um, I, I really like this one because uh, I know there are multiple accounts of this. And so I don't remember if it's actually this one here. Uh, but I like Jesus's comment to the people that he makes around him feeding them. Is that they're only here because he's going to feed them. Uh-huh. <laughs> But he does it anyway. Well, and he also challenges us when in the the 13th verse he says to, you know, the disciples come wandering up and says, you know, send the crowds to McDonald's. They've Mm -hmm. been with us all day. They're hungry. And Jesus says to the disciples, "Um, you give them something to eat. And, And that's the the blessing and the rub for the church, Mm -hmm. because he is called us to feed the sheep he's called us to to tend the lambs um so he throws it back on his disciples and he's thrown it back on us i like Uh, it i i look at it as jesus is a true preacher and that he's preaching it's time to eat uh everybody's like go home he's like i'm not finished preaching yet (laughs) right (laughs) it's like we gotta find some food for these folks because i've still got more to go which is pretty much yeah, what happened because he's he does. like don't he's, send them home he's not keep them right here mm-hmm. so i think one of my favorite parts is just 
as it as it starts, and this is kind of the introduction to a lot of these miracle stories, um, when we ask ourselves why interrupt the natural order, why miracles, mm-hmm. the purpose for it, where he's he says that um, you know he's he's doing it. It's all pointing back to God. He had the power mm-hmm. to drive out demons, cure disease, and sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and heal the sick. Yeah, it always was not just about. The miracle. Right. The whole purpose was to point back to God. Mm-hmm. Like you see that theme time and time and time again. Yeah, and and I think something that that I've learned along the way is if you go back through history, Jesus wasn't the first Messiah. That there were a bunch of false messiahs to come before him, and so a part of me thinks that maybe it's God saying okay, I'm going to do something that's really going to knock your socks off that a little magician's bag of tricks just can't do. Right. And and so it kind of gives that validity to who Jesus actually is, that he really is who he mm-hmm. says he is. Yep. Well, and you see it not to jump stories, but mm-hmm. that's you see that um, with Jesus and, and then Peter trying to walk on water. Mm-hmm. After that happens, the disciples say, truly, you are the Son of God. Yeah. Like, all this mm-hmm. was to... To, to point to, which kind of in a way goes back to, um, not to jump stories, but, you know, a lot in this E100 series, we just came out of the plagues. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you talk about what, kind of what was the purpose, you know, God could have just delivered them out of Egypt, but they had to win. But it's, you know, the the officials the of, of Pharaoh could do some of those tricks too yeah mm-hmm. the first few yeah. but then this truly shows i mm-hmm. am i am the god i yeah. am i am the ultimate god mm-hmm. and i think that's what we see here in the new testament yeah where let there be no doubt you know other people might be able to do this and this and this but the god through jesus mm-hmm. can do this yeah He's alluded to it, the walking on the water miracle. We remember it for basically Peter sinking. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want us to remember for remember it for is Peter actually got out of the boat. Mm-hmm. Peter actually took a few steps on the water. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I like to think in terms of the church that Jesus is calling us to get out of the boat. Um, and go ahead and step out on faith. Um, mm-hmm. Jesus has control over this mighty, fearful power, the wind, the waves, the storms. Um, and Jesus continues to have power over the wind, the waves, and the storms. He, yeah. unfortunately, is the majority of times the court of last resort we go to him mm-hmm. after we've exhausted all of our resources because somehow we feel like we've got to work things out before we can come to Jesus yeah um remember these guys are professional fishermen they're like the deadliest catch cast they are rough hewn they uh-huh. are not afraid of the storms they've been on the sea of galilee before but this one's kind of shaking them up and, um, you know, they're not making any progress rowing. And then here comes this ghost walking mm-hmm. on the water. And, uh, <laughs> Probably not something you see every day. Uh, no, you don't see that. And um, 
I think Peter wanted to get out of the boat because he was terrified. You think and so? He just wanted to be wherever Jesus was, uh-huh. and then he took and and you know you you can't miss this. He took his eyes off Jesus. Well, that's what happens if you lose focus. You're, um, you know, you've got to keep your eye on the target, keep your eye on the basket, keep your head on the ball, uh-huh. keep your eye on the pitch. We've got all kinds of sports analogies for it. We understand that you can't take your eye off mm-hmm. off of it. There are multiple Jesus in the storm or Jesus in the boat or Jesus in the wave stories, in the um, gospel stories. Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus either quiets the storm or calms the storm. When John tells the story, Jesus doesn't calm the storm, but the disciples arrive mm-hmm. at their destination. And that's why we tend to date John as a later gospel, that um, John's writing to a church undergoing persecution, okay. where the yeah. storms aren't always mm-hmm. calmed, but God will see you through to your destination. I seem to remember you had a sermon on that surrounding a, a, a hurricane that may or may not have happened around I, here. I, I get them. I get them. <laughs> and then we've got the blind man in, in mm-hmm. John 9, and we won't talk about the reasons that the children were born <laughs> blind, but it was a... a it was surely a question. That's the first question my dad asked about me, can he see? Because my dad was born with congenital cataracts uh-huh. back in the 30s. And um, during one of the surgeries to correct the cataracts, he lost sight in one eye for uh-huh. the rest of his life. And wow. um, so it was a, not does he have 10 fingers or 10 toes, but can he see? Mm-hmm. John 9, everybody is blind except the blind man and Jesus. Pharisees are blind. The blind man's parents uh-huh. are blind. And, and there's a that's a tough question. Who's responsible? Who's responsible for suffering? Who's responsible for this man's blindness? Because Jewish theology said it, it laid sin at a couple of places. It said it could have been something the... The guy did in utero. Yeah. I don't know. It's not easy to sin yeah. in utero. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or um, something the fellow's parents do. And mm-hmm. um, he just goes round and round and round. It's a beautiful story the way um, John tells it. But again, a, a miracle of healing. And a congenital blindness being healed to them would have been a bigger deal. Like if you, mm-hmm. you know, I lost sight last weekend, but I got it back on Monday. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, maybe a little TIA stroke yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. But you are born blind and this many years later. And so that was one of their focuses. Why was he blind? And goes through that whole, you know, who sinned. You go back to all the mm-hmm. stories of suffering like Job. And this is why you're you're suffering and and but then the other story of that was it congenital is wow mm-hmm. this is this is this the right guy yeah. is this the guy that was born blind mm-hmm. because it makes that miracle even more miraculous yeah. mm-hmm. so a question for you Doug about this because I know it came up when we were talking about the plagues and Pharaoh's heart and everything mm-hmm. um, and and Josh you just kind of t- touched on it a little bit that the Hebrews, the Jewish people, kind of believed that if something happened, God did it. Is, is that? Am I remembering again, that correctly? Again, ultimately, the Hebrews don't have a dualism in their theology. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There's no no 
God's the good team and the devil's the bad team. It's all they talk about God's sovereignty, mm-hmm. that God is in control of everything, that um, nothing happens without God's almost permission. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be real careful with that because sometimes that's hard to understand. Mm-hmm. It's also hard to live out. Um, so, yeah, they they would... They would not talk about congenital conditions. They would look for sin because yeah. in their world, sin causes you to be sick. As a matter of fact, you know, the they lay the pallet guy down in, in Mark and Jesus doesn't say be healed. He says your sins are forgiven. Right. So and it's you, not you go, well, what do you do there? Mm-hmm. It's not that Jesus was necessarily saying Okay, you your sin caused this. He was recognizing the worldview of the people he was talking in front of. He was recognizing the worldview, and and our learned physician can also tell you there is a relationship mm-hmm. between guilt and illness, mm-hmm. and and human beings will manifest symptoms at times that are the result of of. I knew a guy that had hysterical paralysis. Mm-hmm. I mean. They could jab a knife in him. He would not flinch. Hmm. And what he had done is he had, in a fit of anger, slapped a child. Mm. And his system Uh just went, okay, you swore you would never do this. Mm -hmm. We're going to assuage your guilt by making sure you don't walk anymore. Mm -hmm. So there is a relationship between sin and sickness it's not necessarily causal. It's there. It's secondary. And sometimes um, we need to be healed from our sickness by being forgiven for our sins. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's, a never, it's never a conversation I discount when somebody wants to have it mm-hmm. in a hospital. Lots of preachers and lots of doctors, too, have heard the, what did I do to deserve this? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a question that opens up a big area of conversation. It was a question that um, that's how Jewish culture in the time of Jesus dealt with human suffering. Yeah. Somebody must have done something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, well, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, and I, I think we would say, you know, even though the the illness wasn't maybe directly caused mm-hmm. by a person's sin that sickness and illness and the final evil, you know earthly evil of death is because of yeah. sin in the world mm-hmm. that, so there and 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 regardless of why it happens the therapy is the same yeah. so the therapy of is Jesus like yeah. the therapy mm-hmm. for sickness um is Jesus, yeah. whether the healing happens miraculously in a hospital room or whether it happens in another way, like the therapy and the therapy for, um, you know, not only sickness, but sin right. is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, so the, the answer is the same. And that's coming from a doctor, but that's not medical advice, right? Yeah. I'll put it on a script pad. You're going you're gonna to run disclaimers yeah. on yeah. the bottom uh-huh. of this. Um, yeah. Um, Mark 5 takes us to uh, Jesus' healing. Um, the lesson, what does the lesson call it? The demon-possessed man. Mm-hmm. The, we used to call it the gathering demoniac. We've got him from Gerasene now. Um, 
this guy who used to hang out in the cemetery and had chains all around mm-hmm. him and, uh-huh. and, you know, nobody would hang around him because he was really messed up. Mm-hmm. This dude becomes the first evangelist of the church. Yeah. Uh, he's he's such an interesting character. Like it. Yeah, it's like the next time you think you're not qualified, mm-hmm. just look at who Jesus picks. And yeah. there's a little Jewish humor in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't you can't miss the whole herd of pigs running mm-hmm. off and and drowning yeah. themselves because the Jews obviously um, don't do pigs. They don't do pigs, and uh, this was a Gentile um, swine herder. Or swine herders, mm-hmm. um, the demon man begged to follow Jesus after he had been um, healed. Jesus refused and said to him, "Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and what mercy has shown you." And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and everyone was amazed. Mm-hmm. That that is the great. Um, hope of the church that all of us have a story right we all have a story to different degrees to some of us just our relationship with jesus was gradual some of us he jumped in and ripped the darkness out of us and and threw his love and grace in our hearts and it i tell everybody it's your story Tell your story, not 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 your mama's, not your daddy's, not your mm-hmm. cousins. Tell your story and um, let other people hear that story, and they become uh, inspired. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, um, so one of the things that I, I feel like when we're looking at the miracles of Jesus. Mm-hmm. We as Western American people can get really bogged down in trying to find all the little bits and pieces. Like I even catch myself trying to to look at all the details of the story and everything. And and sometimes it seems like we miss or we overlook the human element in all of this because all of the miracles have a human element to them. Mm-hmm. And and when we start thinking about, oh, well, then there's the bread and the fish and the baskets and the leftovers, or there's the herd of pigs that jumped off, whatever, we we miss some of that. And what does that say about us as we're reading these passages this week? What does that say about how we're we're looking after God and trying to be the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven on earth? It's how that's, we've, that's a tough question. It, it's Sorry. how we've been trained and how we've been raised in the church. The church is primarily responsible for what you're um, describing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an emotional story. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a man who, for whatever reason, was outcast. And the immediate question is, well, do we still have demon possession today? You're missing the point. Mm -hmm. The point is Jesus is more powerful than any demonic force, even if Mm -hmm. the force is called legion. And Jesus is more powerful than this man's chains. And Jesus is powerful enough to make this man right. Um, I was in the the Methodist church for 
30 some odd years before a district superintendent one time rather than asking me how things were going in the church asked me how is it with your soul I thought well, I'm not ready to answer that question <laughs> and that's can, a basic Wesley question <laughs> I can talk yeah. about the ministry and mission of the church I can talk about the matrices by which we are judging ourselves I can mm-hmm. give you all the numbers and the rational don't ask me a soul question but that's how we're trained. Uh-huh. From the time we're, we're the smallest little kid, we're, we're trained to be rational, logical human beings. Mm-hmm. And uh, it serves us well. But there are times that there are just matters of the spirit. And um, I dare say this guy gets ignored a lot. He gets uh-huh. ignored or he gets, like I was saying, explained away. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like... It, or like the humanity of this guy just gets written off because we're too busy worrying about the pigs or we're too busy worrying about was it a demon was it not a demon and golly <laughs> was it a northwestern state demon right. i mean what kind so. of demon <laughs> did we have here um that was always fun to advertise when the football team would come to Natchitoches mm-hmm. for a Sunday because you yeah. could say, and next Sunday the demons will be in church. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, some of these Methodists, they're here every Sunday. <laughs> just kidding, y'all. Just kidding. So, no, And Kyle, you're right. One thing that I like about these stories, you know, uh, Doug started with the definition of miracle being outside the natural order, mm-hmm. which is how we define it. But one of the things Jesus is doing here is some could argue that in miracles he's restoring his order. Mm. Okay. So it's yeah. it's recreation again. It's it saying is. you hmm. I created you to see. I'm giving your sight back. Oh, I man. created you to you know to 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 not to to be possessed with me and I'm giving you that back. Like all these miracles are restoring that back and then i always come back to you know again what's when you look at this and we get distracted by the pigs and everything what Mm -hmm. what's the most important verse in here and for me it is go home and tell your people how much the lord has done for you yeah it's again it's 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 about this whole situation where i came upon somebody in need mm -hmm. and i fixed it yeah it's about me it's about what I just did. It's not about where the demons ran or mm-hmm. what their name was. It's about yeah. me fixing it. Yeah. So uh, you you bring up a, an excellent point for me because up to this point, now I, you, you're going to have to correct me because I have not done all the tracing of the scriptures you, and you everything. You're the podcast facilitator. Okay. We don't correct you. <laughs> no, you will correct me if I'm wrong. But Well, our mics will get yeah. cut off if yeah. we do yeah. too much the of that. The video will go dark. Yeah. There are specific instances where Jesus does miracles, and then he tells the person, don't tell anybody. Oh, you going to ask about the messianic secret. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. oh, we'll do that in a Q&A session. <laughs> the messianic okay. secret. So... There's a Q&A sec- session coming up that, with that question in it. Uh, that, that's fine. We, we can answer that uh-huh. question in the Messianic Secret. I, I like what Josh was saying so mm-hmm. much. I was wondering, we need to get him on the spring preaching schedule. Don't yes, we? we do. Yes, we do. Uh-huh. As a matter of fact, uh, ladies and gentlemen, restoring the natural order. Um, we get to the death of Lazarus as the, the last reading. 
Um, and the 11th chapter is where almost every teenage boy grabs his memory verse, and it's John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. And it's so impressive to those who have encouraged mm-hmm. us to memorize Scripture. <laughs> yeah. But um, the fact that Jesus does weep over the death of his friend, um, Jesus understands the great cost that death in, uh, exacts from families as they have to say goodbye. Uh, Jesus saw the grief of Mary and Martha, and Lazarus's death broke his heart. Mm-hmm. Even though he knew what he was going to do, mm-hmm. it broke his heart because Jesus has a... Well, Jesus At this is point, still compassionate. Say he has yeah. a human heart, a, yeah. a, a very human heart. And um, we were, before I came up, we were having one of our, our roundtable discussions about, okay, Doug, Jesus said he was the firstborn from the dead, but here you have Lazarus being resurrected first. Mm-hmm. So what do you have? Huh. And uh, we're going to throw that yeah. in the Q&A, <laughs> too. Say it because for the good the, stuff. The whole, the whole firstborn from the dead is a an allusion back to Adam. He, um, mm-hmm. The first Adam was born from the virgin earth, was created in the image of God, but sin. The second Adam is born from the virgin Mary, is the image of God, is mm-hmm. fact in fact God and shows us how to live a sinful sinless life as he avoided sin and the temptations there. Mm-hmm. So firstborn from the dead is a veiled allusion to being the second Adam, the one that he died and was raised and he will not die again. He huh. will die no more. So well, that's what that one and is. And next week about. We we get there, and so I don't have on my paper here who uh, who we've got on the docket for next week. Uh, it looks Chris like Chris is on the mm-hmm. docket for next okay. week. So I will make sure, and we will tie in part of this question next week when we're discussing the ascension of Jesus. And I hope again you you heard clearly what Josh said about. Um, Miracles being a an act of recreation, an act I, of uh, that was I was ha- I was having Holy Spirit moments yeah, over here. It was like I, I was getting goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, cool. I've shown before, you know, that I don't take many notes, <laughs> but but I wrote that one down. Yeah, that that's <laughs> yeah. that There's, was a powerful. There are very moment. few things in this world that cause me to put pencil to paper. And that was one of them. So thank you, Josh. That was awesome. That may be a part of the title for this week. Well, I like <laughs> it because it, recreation was a title. Our decreation was a title. Yeah, so you uh-huh. can throw that in there. Mm-hmm. It, to, for me, kind of my take home in all this is kind of like what you were saying. I think, and I don't think it's just Western theology where we like to comb through mm-hmm. and count the pigs and say how much how many loaves was that yeah you know you know that's what they're doing yeah that's what they're doing here almost they're getting did it really happen you know why were you blind you know all this Mm -hmm. what what happened with your and and we even teach you know, when when we're learning in Sunday school about the miracles, we're pulling out the bread. I did a youth lesson with like hamburgers and French fries. Like we're, <laughs> we're focusing. We just do that. And I think what Christ 
is is saying in here, don't get distracted by mm-hmm. that. This miracle is not about the healing. It's about the healer. Mm-hmm. Like, I, the, the only reason I'm doing this, you know, is is to show that God is real. Yeah. You know, to to testify the incarnation. Like, and we we love to um, worship the creation and not the creator right. kind of thing. Yeah. Like Man. to get so focused on all these little details. And I have to take a step back and 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 you know and not get distracted by that. Yeah. To to believe that my my God is this God. Mm-hmm. And that say he still does miracles, and that mm-hmm. could be a Q and A question on that because you know when I think it's John fourteen or something, he's mm-hmm. saying you're going to go out and do greater, greater. things. Yeah. Yeah. And what does that mean for us? Is it actual miracles? Maybe like physical, mm-hmm. but what are other greater miracles that God does in right. in forgiving sin and seeing mm-hmm. people's lives come to Him and stuff like and and that again is about Him. It's mm-hmm. It's not about the thing Richard that he didn't does. Turn his phone off. Of course, <laughs> I put mine on vibrate at least. Uh-huh. So, sorry about that, y'all. That's okay. Sorry. So, all right, a question for y'all out there: How many of y'all ever take your phone off of silent? <laughs> I know I don't. Hardly ever. I'm so afraid that when I do, that'll happen. Yeah, so yeah, I always yeah. keep it. But I, then you have to keep it close. You have to keep it in your back pocket or right. something. Or you just get a smartwatch that dings your wrist. Yeah. Well, yeah. I only turn mine on at night in case I get an emergency call. Uh, well, I guess that's so part of the life of being a pastor, it's isn't it? off most of the time mm-hmm. on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so in all of this, we, we learn or we take away, as you're reading at home, your takeaway is... To look for the humanity mm-hmm. in the miracles. Think about that restoring creation as you're reading through this, because now I have to go back and read it again, thinking about that, because yeah. that that has inspired me to to look at that differently now. So, any last questions before we wrap up for today? Any last comments, Pastor Doug? No, I was just doing the feeding of the 5,000, mm-hmm. taking it all the way back to the book of Genesis where they can eat of everything. Yeah. Ah. Except. 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 Mm-hmm. And the one thing that wouldn't feed them is what they chose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, the the recreation is... is um, there's a series. There's a series right there. It is a powerful series. image running through this and the walking on the water and the first mm-hmm. act of creation. Mm-hmm. He orders the chaos. Yeah. Um, mm. All kinds of stuff with the And then let there man. be light. Yeah. There's, wow. The demon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The demon possessed. Um, he's in there to Lazarus from the dead. I, I almost, you know, we we talked about the plagues being decreation, mm-hmm. and then you think about even the water image parting the Red Sea. He's uh-huh. taking water away from land uh-huh. that he covered it with, in a way. I might be pushing it too far, I don't but know. it's almost it's, that same kind of. This is where it was supposed to be, and yeah. it's no longer there yeah. anymore, kind mm-hmm. of thing. What Josh has just introduced to us is one of the challenges of the church. We don't tell the whole story. It's called the yeah. meta narrative. We tell little pieces, and unless you're coming Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, you're never going to put the little yeah. pieces together. Mm-hmm. 
and looking at the whole of Scripture just in this couple of minutes is really what E100 is all about. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's letting you see the span of the story. Yeah. So yeah. this is this has been a, y'all. This has been a real yeah. good. Real good one. I'm gonna go home. Uh, go home. I'm gonna go down to my office and take some notes. Mm-hmm. Boy, I will look smart one Sunday. Where did he come up with that, yeah. Josh? I stole it from Josh. Okay. I will go back to my, your disclaimer earlier. I do have to say that you know God does use medicine to heal mm-hmm. people yes, too. Yes, and so the, I, I would argue that that's still miraculous and that it still comes from God right. giving the knowledge uh-huh. and the ability for people yeah. to come up with a COVID vaccine and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's still miraculous in that way and still comes Absolutely. from God. But, you know, if you're sick, get an antibiotic. Don't necessarily <laughs> just... You, can't you can pray. be prayed for, too. <laughs> you can pray it away. But uh, but antibiotics yeah. don't hurt. Right. We don't. I don't need that lawsuit. Go see your doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're new to the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to us wherever you're watching it. Um, And that way you get notified whenever we publish new episodes. They usually come out on Tuesdays, so you can be looking for them on Tuesdays. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, write us a review. And that way the fancy algorithms will share this content with more people. You can also find the podcast on Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Podcasts, as well as on YouTube if you're one of the people that prefers to watch what we do. All we're doing is sitting here talking but maybe you like to watch us sit here and talk instead of just listen you can find us just search trinity rustin all one word you'll come across us somewhere somehow thanks josh thank you for having me yeah Appreciate absolutely it. It thanks, thanks thanks Doug. for making time here. for this mm-hmm. it's great maybe we'll have you back maybe you should, you should invite him back for one of the Q&A sessions. Uh, take, take some of the stuff off the clergy. <laughs> there get we some, go. Get some laity in here. All right. Well, everybody out there, thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>